Greetings and welcome everybody to the Trial and Error Podcast. We call it The Tap. I'm your host, Aaron, and full disclosure, today's episode is a little on the heavier side. I um, strive for authenticity on this podcast, and if I was cheery and lighthearted talking about the subject matter, my anecdote today, um, it would be anything but. And I know I'd ordinarily try to keep the tap cheerful and lighthearted. Sorry, you guys, it's just not, this is just not that episode. Um, But hopefully... Um, from my story, uh, you're able to learn from my experience, turn it into wisdom, get something from it, and just be able to deploy that in your own life. So before we uh, get started on this episode, I would like to dedicate it to Noah Liqua and Michael Bazan. These two young men, um, these teenagers, uh, passed away recently in a horrible ATV accident here in Winters, California, and it's rocked the community, myself, families obviously and this episode is all dedicated to them and to the families heart and prayers go out to you and the uh the the pain you're enduring right now is nothing i could imagine and i just i hope that um the families grow stronger and can can move on with love and compassion and uh, be able to get past this i sincerely hope that um so transitioning to to my story um, on Memorial Day, uh, I almost—I was almost killed in a head-on car accident, head-on collision. Um, so what happened was, I was uh, visiting a friend in Cape Hay, and had dinner. Came back, was coming back home uh, at 11 o'clock. I'm completely sober. I'm on Highway 89 between Espado and and, and Winters, and I'm listening to a podcast, just seeing headlights come and go like I have a million times before that on that road and I remember looking down for like a split second but head up just check your mirrors and whatnot your eyes kind of dart just but 10 and 2 on on the wheel and looking forward and I don't know how I didn't like swerve out of the way or what have you but I don't recall seeing headlights but I do recall hearing just a massive like an explosion and just the car just a jarring force just just rattle me and glass just f- hitting me in the side of the face and the windows were up but uh, what I remember hearing after that explosion was just air like wind passing by the window and blowing me in the face and I was just like what what is going on it, it took me a few moments to realize that I just got hit by a fucking car and I'm still going forward I didn't spin out or anything but I just got hit and just kept kept true and once I felt the car drag I I pulled off to the side of the road and I tried to open my door pinch shut it's like that's obviously not good so I crawl out of the passenger passenger side with like two little cuts on my finger from the glass but other than that I was completely fine a-okay and uh, I'm sitting there a minute just kind of getting glass out of my there's so much glass on my hair down my shirt little my face was just a little burned from just, I guess, all the little mini shards or whatever, but my face wasn't cut up or anything like that. Unbelievably, like, Lucky doesn't even describe it. So I'm outside, and I hear a voice. A woman calls out. There's just a house, homestead right there, and she's like, oh, my God, like, you okay? Like, here, here, just get in your car. Like, pull it off to the side. Get it off the shoulder of the road. So I do that. Car turns on everything, and I pull it off. And as I look back, before I even got out of the car the first time, I looked back and I didn't see 
a goddamn thing. No person, no taillights, nobody stopped. Hit and run. So that was upsetting, but it wasn't really like my main focus. I called my friend, got picked up, and it was just fucking awful. And the worst part about it is as soon as I realized I got hit by a car, I'm alive. All right, good. Fuck, this is going to be so inconvenient. I got to go through insurance, get a tow truck, get a rental. Just all the little things started piling on. No, Was I excited to be alive? Yeah, sure, for like a minute. And then all like real world, all the life all the bullshit started funneling back in of what is going to happen after this, what I have to do and super upset. Cause I was very, very attached to my car, named him scooter, a little Honda civic, uh, facilitated my dream. That car, I was living in Santa Rosa at one point with my ex going to ad school in San Francisco, back down to Davis to work in my dad's landfill and then back up. Just did that for two years and spent a lot of time in that car. And first one I bought paid for and everything, I anthropomorphized it, yes, and putting way too much emotional, um, putting way too much emotion into this car, but it definitely meant something to me. And rather besides the point, because the car was totaled and I was alive because of it. The car saved my life. And I, I tried my best not to go through the what if rabbit holes. They were there, like if I left a little bit later and that person swerved over a little bit more it would have been a head-on collision. Or if it left earlier, it would have happened at all. Did they not have their headlights on? It was, it was, I found it very difficult to recall exactly when, with 100% certainty what happened because it was so quick. If I would have been in a head-on collision and I would have died, I would not have known it. It was that fast. So just as a regular PSA, if you think you can text real quick, look down, pull up a YouTube video, or like drive buzzed or like anything like that. No, don't, don't fucking do it. Don't be stupid. It's not worth it because whatever 0.5 seconds you think you can respond to a text or do whatever you're doing, I guarantee you a car smashing into you is a lot quicker, infinitely quicker. So got over that hump, like gave my parents hugs the next day and everything like that. Got stuff situated, rental car, yada, yada. Um, but I was just very upset because I thought in the back of my head, this should have shaken me out of this kind of, uh, this kind of anger spell, I'd say. Just letting the world get to me. Pick your poison. What do you want to be angry about? And I was just letting it get to me under my skin, living and breathing it. And I strive to just be looser, to think better, to be more open-minded. And I was just up to that point, was definitely failing in that regard. And I was definitely failing after almost getting killed. Instead of being thankful that I'm just breathing and still alive, I'm just still wrapped up in all my own bullshit and just upset that this inconvenience happened to me. Just really, just, just a bummer. But um, the message life sent me was received, however. And it was anytime, anyplace. Anytime, anyplace, buddy. That's what life was telling me. And so I definitely received that. But the jarring change didn't happen until, I'm going to say, like a week later when I heard that Michael and Noah had passed away. These, these teenagers, 14, 15, I believe. And that one 
feel like that fucked me up more so than almost dying in a car crash. Um, I grew up going to Catholic school. I have my own relationship and kind of thoughts about God and who, what he is, you know. Is he the one that's protected me when I almost crashed? Maybe. Is there a separate guardian angel or just straight up luck? I don't know. It's not the first time my goose had almost been cooked and I I got out of there. I made it out alive and everything. But people say God works in mysterious ways, that there's a grand plan, what have you. Um, man. it just kind of coincides with what was going through my mind when I went to Noah's celebration of life. Uh, if there is a plan, you know, this is all my opinion, by the way, I do not want to take away from anybody that thinks and feels a certain way religiously or philosophically, spiritually about how they deal with death and whatnot. But if there was a plan, if this is all part of a grand scheme. I don't want to fucking hear it. What, why, because humans are naturally inquisitive whenever time there's a shooting or just a tragedy or anything like that we ask ourselves why 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 did this happen and what was going through my mind through that celebration of life was like there is no why what why what answer could possibly be told to me or those families or anybody there that would give them a shake like nod their head all right yeah that's that's that answers the why they're just get so fucking upset. It's like, in my mind, it just seems like there is no why. What possible explanation could there be for this? That these two young men had to die, yet I'm still here. 31-year-old newspaper writer, you know? Like, why, why did I get to live and they pass away? And it was just tough just seeing, just think about if I had gone, like, that effect on my family, and then just seeing it play out for these these families, it was just fucking heartbreaking. So it's, it was just, I don't want to be nihilistic, but it was just very difficult to think if there was a why, if I'd ever want to hear it, or if, like there could possibly be one. And so I've just going through my head during that celebration of life was like, there, there is no why. But there's a now, and there's a what, will be I think now is just we could live with a lot more compassion and just take care of each other right now because that will make what will be even better and it's just really tough because I don't can't think of a possible explanation for that tragedy or the shooting in Texas or anything like that but with Michael and Noah it's just just wrecked my brain. I still ask, I, even though I was thinking, oh, there is no why, I still ask myself. I can't not. Everybody's asking asking that, and I just can't fathom an explanation to what happened. And so I just really resolve the overall message and theme of this. It's just being happy every, not happy every day, but just it, it, it really was so sobering and brought to light how much bullshit I care about or I let affect me when it the when something like this happens it just shows you what what's real and what's not it's like wow what I was worrying about yesterday doesn't mean a fucking thing and that 
it's just just gotta be there for each other especially now and just having just being present like say off your phones possibly of course not when you're listening to the tap but just being present with one another with one another being there with one another and loving one another as much as we can until we can't I think if we can do that now then focusing on what we are now will definitely help what will be uh, be a better place certainly hope so and I just want to work on that of course practice what I preach and uh, before I start rambling anymore just want to whoever's listening to this you guys just I appreciate it I'm lucky enough to have a podcast and just randomly when people tell me they listen to it like it helps me know that I'm doing something And I know this was like a little bit of a bummer of an episode, but I'm hoping people can take something from it because tragedies aren't going to stop, but it's just be strong with one another. We'll get fucking through this shit and the shit that will come. So, all right, I'll stop rambling. You guys, thank you so much for, for listening and just whatever beef you got in your life get rid of it and just live with a lot more love because hate is a a quote that I really like I don't have the quote of the day book with me but there's one that I know it's uh, to hate is like taking poison yourself and expecting someone else to die it does nothing but destroy you so please just do what you can to quell it let it burn out and just focus on love that shit's what matters most, and that's the only way we're going to get through these hard times. So, having said that, I love you guys. Thank you for putting up with my uh, rambling, choked voice and whatnot, but um, I love you all. Thank you for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Bye.